I want to talk today about the power of posture. A while back, I was uh, watching uh, a talk by a social psychologist, and she was, um, she was referring to the importance of body language. Her basic point was that our, our body language affects the way that we think and the way that ultimately we, we feel about ourselves. What she noticed through her research was that um, high achievers people who kind of achieve some kind of success in life, uh, often exhibit postures of power and confidence. Right? And we see this most obviously in the elite sporting people, right? Anyone remember Leighton Hewitt, what he would do? Come on! Right? <laughs> he does that. <laughs> or, or what do they do when they kick a, a goal in footy, right? Inevitably, they do this, don't they? They, they do this. Powers of posture. Postures of power. <laughs> she went on to say that it's possible to develop our power and our confidence through the use of our body language. So before you go for a job interview, for example, her suggestion was that you spend a few minutes doing this. Right? Because she said there's a connection between how we use our body and, and what we think and how we feel about ourselves. Now, whether you believe that or not, I was reminded of that talk because our readings today are also pointing to a certain kind of posture. And the posture in our readings looks uh, a little bit less like this and more like this or perhaps like this. We see it today with a psalm, right? The writer of the psalm, as he says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Right? He's really talking about posture. He says, my, my, my eyes are constantly looking towards the one in whom I find my help. He's talking about posture. Now, there is a place for this posture in our life, right? There is a time and a place for it. But we're reminded today in the readings that this or this is a much more powerful much more important posture for our lives because this is the posture that opens us up to a power that is beyond ourselves. You see? This might be able to help sort of change our thoughts and our feelings, but, but, but this, this, this opens us up to a power that changes our heart and ultimately transforms our whole life. And, and we see the power of this posture at work in our first reading today. God's people were in a fierce battle, right? And they were being overcome by the enemy army. And so what does their great leader Moses do? Does he go and get more reinforcements for his army or, or find better weapons? No. What does he do? He goes to the hilltop and he does this. Just like he did that when the sea parted. And God's people were freed from the oppression of Pharaoh. He does this. Right? And as long, we heard it, as long as his arms were, were lifted, their people took the victory. When his arms got tired, they were overcome again. But as long as his arms were raised towards heaven, they took the victory. Now, of course, it's not really about the arms. Right? 
But it's about what these arms, what this, what this represents. It represents a heart that is looking towards God, that is turned towards heaven, a heart that is humble, a heart that is saying, God, I can't, but I really believe that, that you can. See, this, this, this is ultimately, it's, it's a posture of faith. And it's the faith that opens us up to the power. It's not the arms, it's the faith that's behind the arms that opens us up to the help and the power of God. See, the, the basic premise of Christianity is that God is on our side. God wants to help us practically in all kinds of, various, of ways. He might not give us exactly what we ask for or what we want, but God will give us the tools that we need to live well, to flourish, regardless of what we come up against. God will give us the perspective to see the bigger picture. He'll give us the wisdom to make better choices. He'll give us the desire and the capacity to love others. He'll give us the courage to follow our heart and to do hard things. He'll give us the hope to persevere even when things are difficult and appear hopeless. The help is always there. The problem is that we don't always have the posture that is able to receive the help. You see, we, we live in a world that encourages this, don't we? It says you can do it. Back yourself. <laughs> Go and make it happen. And, and what, often, what often happens is that we get so busy with this, Right, that um, you know, we get so active and we, we focus so much on our achievement that over time, this posture tends to kind of cause us to become a little bit arrogant, a little bit prideful, and, and it kind of leads us to this kind of posture. Then you think, well, I can do it on my own. I'm all good. What do I need you for? Right? We mightn't kind of externalise that, but deep down, that can be the attitude, huh? And then there are some of us who are perhaps a bit more like this. You, you've been disappointed one too many times, right? You're like, well, God, seriously, <laughs> what do you want from me? Jesus' point in the gospel today is that help is always available. The key, the key to the spiritual life, the key to accessing this help is to keep on asking for it. Just like the widow in the gospel kept pleading the judge for justice. We need to keep asking for it. You see, Jesus is really talking here about posture. He's, he's saying, don't just look to God once a week when you come to Mass or, or every now and then when you pray for something that you need. The key is to foster a heart that is constantly looking towards God. A heart that is constantly connected to your source of power and strength. And Paul says it like this. He says, fix your eyes on Jesus because he is the pioneer. He's the perfecter of your faith. The, the more that we look to Christ, the more that we are connected to our source of power and the more that we will benefit 
from God's help. Now, <laughs> now, fixing our eyes on Christ doesn't mean that 24-7 we are consciously thinking of God, right? So Paul is talking about a posture of our heart. He's saying having a heart that is constantly yearning, constantly looking towards God, and it's possible to do that without even thinking about it, right? That's, that's the invitation of our spiritual life, that as we keep connecting, as we keep looking to, to, to Christ, eventually it just sort of happens without us even doing it consciously. That's what St Paul's talking about when he says pray always, right? He's not saying consciously pray always, but foster a heart that is constantly looking towards God, that is focused, that is yearning, that is hungering after God. Now, there are a number of things that we can do to foster this kind of heart, this, this posture of the heart. But my simple encouragement to us today is to, just to be more conscious of your body language because our heart tends to follow our body. If you're sitting all day like this, you know how you're going to feel at the end of the day, right? Our heart tends to follow our body. So just really simply be conscious of how you use your body, especially when you come before God. Even if your heart is a bit closed to God, even if you're feeling a bit resistant, you'll find that as you take on these postures, your heart will soften. It'll follow. It, it, it'll, it'll open to God. So I want to encourage you to use these postures every day in your prayer. When you come to Mass, you might be a little bit more open and brave and, and use, your, use your hands. You know, that's why, you know, when, when we go to preschool... Uh, priest school. We're not told to do that just because that's what priests do, right? We do it because this helps us to open ourselves, our heart to God, right? So you might follow our lead. You might open yourself. Some of you today were lifting your hands. So we're saying, I'm, I'm open. I'm here. And, and maybe there's lots of chaos in my life at the moment, but I'm, I'm using everything you've given me, God, to, to open myself to you, Right? When you get up in the morning, you might just spend some time on your knees in prayer. And, and look, when you do this, you don't even have to say anything. The kneeling is enough. You might just, just kneel before God and just allow that to be your prayer, right? Uh, sometimes I see older men doing this, you know, uh, at church, and I get so inspired, you know, because I think, you know, older men, they're meant to have it all together, they're meant to know everything. They have all the experience and everything that they need. When I see an older man like, like this, I think, oh, how beautiful. He hasn't forgotten where it all comes from. Huh? You might even spend some time like this, you know, like prostrating before your God, this profound um, kind of body language, yeah, which, which just recognises God's greatness and God's power your littleness, your need before God. Now, you know, these postures might actually seem like we're becoming more powerless, right? And in a sense, that's true. But, but the promise of the spiritual life is that it's, it's through our powerlessness that we access true strength. It's by surrendering 
to our limitations and to our weakness before God that we open ourselves to true power. That's what St. Paul said, uh, meant when he said that when I'm weak, then I am truly strong. As we embrace our weakness, our powerlessness, we, we open ourselves to true power, to, to the strength and the help of God. Jesus' promise to us all is that God will give you exactly what you need when you need it. If you have the humility and you have the faith to keep reaching out for it. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate. Or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.